Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We have another great guest. We have a guest who's actually been on Hub City Now before, but this is her first time on camera, so... Yes. Welcome, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin you. Roach, who is the Executive Director of Friends of Heart. Actually, I'm sorry. Caitlin Roach Clark, Executive Director of Friends of Heart. Because last time I interviewed her, she was Caitlin Roach and she was engaged. And now she is married. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the show. So please tell us uh, who you are, what, what you've done, and what Friends of Heart is. Sure. So Friends of Heart is a fund of the West Tennessee Healthcare Foundation. Mm -hmm. We uh, focus on all things local when it comes to cardiac care. So supporting things and developing programs of our own any way that we can uh, to, to just help people here in West Tennessee have, have the best hearts possible. Okay. Um, now you're here to tell us about a, a new program. Mm -hmm. um, before we go into that, yes. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you all actually have right now. You have community outreach, <clears throat> staff education, clinical research, and Four Minute City. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people have actually seen the commercial because I've seen the commercial plenty of times. Yes, uh, we've actually talked about Four Minute City before. But t tell us what Four Four Minute City is. Yes, and it's a great time to provide an update on that because we've had some some positive development okay. in that. So Jackson is the first four-minute city in the nation, mm -hmm. which when you think about Jackson being right, first yeah. at anything like that, <laughs> super exciting. And when you learn exactly what the technology is, it's just mind-boggling that A, it exists, and mm -hmm. B, it's going to exist right here first. Right. So um, when you um, go into sudden cardiac arrest, so your heart stops, you're, you're in a rhythm that, that's not sustainable for life, right. um, the only thing that's going to help you is a shock from an AED. Um, automated external defibrillator. Okay. And we we have them, you know, you see them on the walls at gyms, churches, um, schools, and, and city hall, and they're there, but somebody has to know they're there. Somebody right. has to be able to think, oh, that, I need to right. do it. And <laughs> right. that's only okay if you're in that area during right. business hours. There's mm -hmm. a lot of factors that have to go right. Mm -hmm. So, 70% of out-of-hospital sudden cardiac arrest occur at home. Right. So to get a shock delivered and to get it delivered quickly is the only way to save someone. When you're right. down, 7 to 10% chance of your survival it goes down every minute you're down. Right. And so we want to find a way to get that shock delivered more quickly. And so the way to do that is to have the AEDs you know, in homes with volunteers that are trained to know how to do it. Um, but there also has to be a way to let them know that you know down the street there's been a sudden cardiac arrest and you need to get down there right. so this new technology it's a, a company called avive solutions and they've developed an aed that um is connected meaning that when 911 dispatches fire and ems they also dispatch members of our care team okay. who have these devices that are in a one mile radius at that given time okay. so we base them off of home addresses but because you're you're that's your home you're there but it you know if i if that my app could go off right now and I'm not near my home at all, and if, if something were to happen. So our care team, cardiac arrest, rapid engagement, volunteers have been trained in sudden cardiac arrest response from uh, hands-only CPR, uh, using the device, mm -hmm. and things like that, um, so that they're prepared to help people. Uh, in Jackson, in the city limits, which is where this program is at at the moment, we right. can't. We got to start somewhere. Um, we have about 100 sudden cardiac arrests a year wow. with only a 6% or 6-person survival rate. Wow. And that's standard across the country. Cardiac arrest um, 
the statistics have not improved in numerous years mm -hmm. because the only thing to do is that quick delivery of a shock. So right. this is a big deal. It's uh, the work of a lot of community partners. Friends of Hearts purchasing 250 of these devices. Um, the fire department is and coordinating kind of the whole the whole thing. The fire department is training our care team and kind of have, have taken the lead in that. Mm -hmm. um, the dispatch has to learn and have the software and, and the, right. the they have the knowledge to teach to teach us on what it's like to dispatch for um, that part of it. EMS has to know what's going on, our emergency room department. So there's a lot of players involved in making this a success. And when I said I had an update, um, the, the holdup had been FDA approval. So okay. the devices are, the technology is brand new and you had to, and that's a very lengthy process. Right. And we have that now. Okay. So we got that last November, announced it in January. Mm -hmm. And so by late spring, we hope to have the devices here. Okay. Um, right now, our care team can respond with CPR and, you know, try to just assist. And we, we are doing that, but it'll be much more impactful to have the device. when we have the device. And right. so we're we're closer than ever, and it's a good feeling. Right. Um, for people who want to get be a part of 4-Minute City, how, how do, how, t take us through the steps of that. How, sure. How do you do that? So um, you go to a website, Avive, mm -hmm. A-V-I-V-E, dot life forward slash Jackson and there's a, a button that's something like sign up for our care team or join our care team something like that you fill that out so really click the button fill out the little survey and then we will be reaching out. Our next trainings are going to be in early March okay. because we do, looking like March 8th, I believe, is okay. the date that we're, we're tossing around um, because we want to get as many people caught up and trained as possible prior to the devices actually being deployed. Right. So um, that's coming up. So, you know, it's, it's a hour and a half training. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a big time commitment. We don't anticipate, like I said, there's a hundred of these years. So it's not like we anticipate you getting called out three times right. in a day. Right, right. And, and once the first responders get there, you back off. Right. So, you know, you're just, it's, it's just that those minutes matter so much. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're the, it's good because it's complicated, right? So it's right. good if you're interested to sign up, come to the training and ask those questions that you have. But you know, my two biggest questions are always our liability, which mm -hmm. the, the Good Samaritan uh, federal law supersedes any state law. You're safe as long as you don't pick somebody up and try to hit, pick it up right. and try to hit them, somebody right. over the head with it, you're right. fine. Right. And then um, the other question is safety. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a lot to, to try to implement safe practices. We're not going to send somebody to the side of I-40, for example, right. um, we're not going to, uh, the dispatchers are listening in. If a scene sounds dangerous, you know, we're not going to send it and we can stop them at any time. Right. And if you got there and you didn't feel safe, leave. Leave right. the device. It's got GPS. We'll figure it out. Right. But, you know, we want our care team members safe. So those are kind of the two biggest concerns that we try to, have tried to figure out all the ways that we can to alleviate. Right. After you use the device, is there some kind of maintenance to like restore the pads or how does that work? So the, when the, you, so if, if the, when fire department gets there, mm -hmm. um, on the scene, they are BLS, meaning basic life support. Okay. So the, when EMS gets there, they're ALS, advanced life support. So EMS has another type of machine okay. that they're probably going to put on the patient, but the fire department is going to continue to use the AED that's already on the patient. Right. And, um, that, so they will take the device. Mm -hmm. They will, 
will replace the pads and get it back to you and also do a debriefing and make sure you know this is this is especially for our people who aren't medically trained and first right, responder trained it's yeah. emotional mm-hmm. and it's um we want to make sure that the people are good emotionally mentally after they've done something like this and so right. kind of have a debriefing with with the people so that's that's where, where what'll happen with the device because yes uh, the pads do have to be replaced mm-hmm. um it's, it's a really cool device, though. Most AEDs, or all of their AEDs, they have to have two sets of pads, adults and pediatric. This, mm-hmm. you just press a button, um, weighs less, it's more portable, um, and, and it does all the work. Obviously, you're doing the CPR, but it does the work for you as far as it, assessing, does this shock need to happen? Right. You know, you're not going to hurt someone if they're in that state. Right. Um, if they're not in cardiac arrest and you thought maybe they were and they're not, then it's not going to shock them. Right. Uh, so it's... it's um, it, it's 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 just a good thing to do that's not as complicated and as you might think it could be. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate we've got doctors and nurses and, and first responders on our care team that want to do this in their off time. Okay. But we also have just people with no background in that whatsoever. So it's like a great equalizer to right. me that it doesn't right. matter how much education you have, what your background is, what your job is, you can help your neighbor. And right. I love that about right. the program. When, when we first talked about this several months ago, probably, probably almost a year ago, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about areas, uh, communities that really needed this program. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still true today? And if so, what areas really need this program? So, yes, we have a, a graphic um, that tracks where historically from 2018 to 2021, and we're going to update it with 2022's numbers, but mm-hmm. where did these out-of-hospital sudden cardiac arrests happen? Right. And if you look at it, it's just like it would be anywhere else in the country. Areas where there's a higher level of poverty and a lower median income, there's a greater chance that sudden cardiac arrest happens okay. there. And so um, we still need volunteers in those areas more than any. Um, East and South Jackson are definitely um, my top two areas of focus. Okay. Uh, the good news is I have maps that show where I have care team members and where I don't. Right. So then it, that allows me to go to a church in that area or a place of business and say, hey, help me out. You know, right. I met with um, a law firm yesterday who plans to have the device mm-hmm. at their office, which is great, but then they also plan to, uh, you know, take it home. You, you know, right. it kind of, it, it can go, because that's our goal. We want this device moving and, and going with you. And and they said, you know, I think we'd, we'd like to go in teams. If somebody gets dispatched, we'd like two people to go. So they're going to get the whole staff trained. Oh, that's awesome. And then, you know, and I appreciate that, you know, right. especially as a woman, you, your mm-hmm. safety is very, mm-hmm. you know, something to think about. So yeah, like the more the merrier. If you, um, if you have a spouse, I mean, live, right? Live. You have a spouse or a roommate or somebody that's there with you, but everybody can get trained. Um, we're not going to give you multiple devices for for a home, but we can make sure that everybody's, you know, and then if, if you needed it yourself, then right. somebody knows how to use it. So right. that's all good. Right, right, right. Uh, and since we're talking about sudden cardi- cardiac arrest, you um, contacted me about a program uh, that you are uh, planning to do at Northside Tuesday, mm-hmm. February 28th from 8.30 to 2 p.m., Tell us, tell us about this program and uh, how that came to be. Sure. So 
you know, the, the AED program that we were discussing uh, with Four Minute City and then just Friends of Hearts AED distribution program that we do throughout West Tennessee in general, those are, are reactive, right? The right. AED is going to be there when you need it. But we want to also look at opportunities to be proactive in our community when it comes to heart health. So um, one way to do that is to screen our um youth for potential conditions that they could have been born with and not know about. Right, right. So there's about seven or eight things that you could be born with and um, not know it. Mm -hmm. um, and an EKG would indicate that to us. Uh, just a simple screening uh, to, to look at it and say, hey, we, we need to look at this student a little more closely. So th this is happening in other places in the country, but it is not happening anywhere else um, in West Tennessee, okay. maybe even the whole state. I'm not sure. Um, but it's it's uh, the idea is to screen student athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, they are just the most at risk uh, based on the activities that they're doing. Right. Um, but we're doing student athletes, members of the band, and members of ROTC okay. at our high schools um, and offering them a free EKG screening. So we're modeling it after a nonprofit in Florida called Who We Play For. Okay. They are actually coming up here and on, on that date. And so that's kind of Northside's our pilot school. But we plan to offer this to all um, public, private, and homeschool students okay. who fit that, that description as far as the student-athlete band and ROTC. Um, they are coming up here to show us the ropes okay. and to make sure we know what we're doing because, mm -hmm. you know, you want to do it right. right, right. And um, we're going to use Jackson State. EKG tech students as our uh, clinical. It's going to be a clinical for them. They're going to get that experience. So I love that. I just love right. community partnerships. Right. Right. Um, but who we play for started um, because of a group of guys who were on the same soccer team in high school. Mm -hmm. And in 2007, they watched one of their um, teammates pass away at practice from sudden cardiac arrest wow. a week before his 16th birthday. Mm. And there was... Um, you know, nothing there. They weren't people kind of that, that responded from my understanding as I've heard the story. Um, they weren't aware of what sudden cardiac arrest looks like. So they were confused as to that was even what, what was it? going right. on. I believe there was an AED somewhere, but it was locked hmm. and then the battery was dead. So it just wasn't a good scenario right. at all. And, <clears throat> and they, uh, he unfortunately passed away, but they've turned it into something good right. by starting this nonprofit. And they've actually made some legislative leaps okay. in that in there are certain places now where it's mandatory just like a state physical or a state mandated physical is is required where ekg screenings are required okay. so where that is not the case here i cannot require this from anyone but mm -hmm. i can ask that you sign your kid up for this free opportunity to check out their heart you know mm -hmm. we're gonna have it separate boys and girls gonna have the them register sign in and then do um do the test, which, you know, just means sticking the, the leads to them and, and running through their, their EKG. And right. so what's going to happen after that, we have um, some different doctors here, some cardiologists, some um, uh, emergency room doctors who are going to read the EKGs. Mm -hmm. uh, statistically, about 3% of them will get flagged mm -hmm. as, as needing a closer examination. Mm -hmm. When that happens, we are partnering with some pediatric cardiologists in Le Bonheur because we don't have any a full-time one here in Jackson. We okay. have some that come. And so the ones in Le Bonheur are partnering with us mm -hmm. to um, get these students checked out. We don't want 
kids benched for right, months. Right, you know, right. and sometimes when you get in to see a specialist, it can take a long time. Right. So we're trying to get them back out on the court. We want right. that because of that 3%, only about 3 to 5% of them are going to really need something. Right. Um, it may just be that their baseline is, is different than average and they just need that check. Right. But then you have that peace of mind. And if mm-hmm. they do need something, I mean, nothing's more important than, than their hearts and right. getting that fixed. That's right. Um, That's right. I always talk about uh, a USJ student um, who last year was playing ball in Texas. His mm-hmm. name's Chase Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing ba- uh, baseball in Texas. He's a pitcher. And he went down on the field. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness there were people trained in CPR and there was a functioning AED on scene because he was in cardiac arrest wow. and would not be here today without that. Right. Um, once they got him to the hospital and got him stable and conducted tests, it turned out he had something called Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome, mm-hmm. which is something you can, can be born with. He, he didn't know. Um, yeah, to him, his heart might beat fast when he was out on the field, but he thought it was adrenaline. adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It, he didn't understand the palpitations he was having weren't, weren't normal. Right. Um, and so he had an ablation, uh, to just a procedure to his heart, and now he's playing ball again. He's fine. Wow. But that had to be corrected. Mm-hmm. And to keep another family from having that fear that mm-hmm. his family had during those those hours of, of unknown, um, and to, and it could have went so differently right. anyways without right. the, the perfect scenario there, um, that's what our goal is. And so um, Chase, actually, he and his mom and his grandfather, they all participated in the Friends of Heart 5K this past weekend, okay. um, which was just just I got teary seeing that happen because we're you know this is what we're trying to do and now look at y'all you're healthy you're here as right. a family doing this together it's just beautiful. Right. right. So how, how do parent what what do parents need to do in order to sign their children up and this is this just for Northside at this time? So we are once once again when you do something new you got to start somewhere. Right. So Northside is where we're doing this right now but then we do plan to take this out um, depending on how how it goes I mean sooner than, than later for right. sure right. Um, but there is the, the parents have been sent um, that um, emails, they've been sent text messages mm-hmm. that have a link. There's a, a flyer that it's on my website. It's on WBBJ, my social media for Friends of Heart, that you just scan a QR code okay. and um, then you that helps you to sign up. So it's not, it doesn't ask for much, right. um, but it's it's through who we play for since they're coming here and we're using them to, to help us learn. And then we'll, from then on, we'll do it ourselves as a plan. I think we're going right. to see. We might right. need to use them some more. We're going <laughs> right. to, whatever lets us do this the best is what we want to do. So it's an easy sign-up, but it is a health test, and so we cannot conduct it without that permission. Right, right. That's correct. Well, I appreciate you all doing that. That's awesome. Um, You have a purchase and AED for donation to the community. Are you all still doing that? Yeah, so basically... Basically, we are we we need funds all the time. <laughs> I'm always asking for money, um, with the understanding that it's it's local and it's staying for for cardiac care. So, um, you know, we've got we partner with nonprofits, um, rescue groups, fire departments, um, churches. Uh, parks, anything mm-hmm. like that. We have a grant application that you can fill out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, if granted that it all goes well, my executive board approves it, then you are given an AED um, for your facility. Um, but we ask for $500 and we cover the rest. Okay. Um, it's, there's, it's a, a 
it'll be significantly significantly cheaper than someone trying to, to get one on their own. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, you can donate to that. You can donate to for an AED for some for a group specifically. Um, you can can donate to us in any way. We've got a lot of events this year. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of things coming up, and those will all be you know promoted as they come and on our website and things like that. Right. So we're just very excited for the the good energy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we're gonna we want we want to raise more than ever because this year we are spending more than than ever since our uh, we've only mm-hmm. been around since 2017 anyways. Okay. So we're still fairly new, um, but we're we need to raise it so we can give it back. Right. Can you tell us what the Anna Lambert Fund is? Yes. So one of my members of my board um, is Anna's mother. Anna passed away at the age of four mm-hmm. uh, from some heart issues. And um, we, Anna in particular, there's a fund within my fund okay. um, where we place AEDs with a particular emphasis on children and at a place where it's child oriented or maybe it's a family that's child has heart problems and we want to place right. it in their home mm-hmm. and so tanya lambert and his mom um and jeremy her her dad but tanya's the one on my board um they 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 do that in particular in anna's uh, memory okay all right um you have upcoming events. Uh, I see you have quarterly socials. Yes. Um, Thursday, March 2nd at 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Where, where will these be located? So um, I've got, I've actually just been kind of solidifying that for the okay. year. And I, right. think I, I think I've got them all, all four covered, but okay. I, I know I have the, the March one covered. Okay. Um, that's going to be at Jackson Surgical Associates um, right there. Um, by the hospital um, okay. on Skyline uh, to the right when you before you get to the hospital when you when you come onto it off of Highland, um, Doctor um, Braun Jonathan Braun is is on my board um, and he has, is graciously offered to host and I believe his partner um, is going to be speaking on some really really cool things that we're doing here in, in Jackson that we want people to know that you can you don't need to go somewhere else we're right. doing them here and we're doing them really well right. they're they are both very impressive doctors. Doctors at, at what they do, so vascular oriented um, surgeons. So that that will be there, and we'll have you know food, drinks. It's a short program, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of the opportunity. We, they've, we've got these quarterly socials just as an opportunity to let people know what's going on in, in Jackson mm-hmm. um, with with our heart care, and just keep people interested and invested in what we're doing as Friends of Heart. So those uh, this past weekend we had our Friends of Heart 5K. We had um, over 100. 30 runners signed up okay. that was exciting that grew from last year and it was only our second one um, enjoyed that partnership immensely with with fleet feet helping us with that um, coming up this year we have uh in, in that series, I'm calling them the Healthy Hearts events. We have a pickleball tournament. Okay. So that's super that's popular. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm finalizing that date. Um, I have a bike ride and then I have wedge, a wedge tournament. And that's super new. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, when you think of wedge, what pickleball is to tennis is wedge to golf. Okay. So we're really excited to kind of be the, the the first nonprofit to have these things. Right, so right, that's right. always fun. <laughs> um, Black tie and blue jeans is our largest fundraiser. Okay. So that will be on October 6th at the Civic Center. Um, it's always a, a good time. And then um, this is brand new. I haven't said this out loud or posted okay. it anywhere. So All you right. get it first because right. uh, I've been in, in several meetings about it and, and I, I can, I now feel confident in announcing it. Um, okay. There's a, the hospital had, had put on an event for women called Boots and Blue. 
sling for mm -hmm. several years, mm -hmm. and the last time was February of 2020. Okay. And uh, they are um, giving it to Friends of Heart as a fundraiser. Oh, okay. So okay. we are going to have uh, Boots and Bling this year in May. So we, we're not in Heart Month because there's, there's not enough time for that one. Right. But in May, which is Women's Health Month, and we're going to have it at Hub City Brewing on Thursday, May 11th from 6 to 10. So I um, was actually just working on a, a sponsor for that event uh, before I came over here. Um, we've got a great team at the hospital who's helping me to do this. I'm very excited about it. Um, it won't be identical to the, the last few years because the last few have had 750 attendees, which wow. is awesome. And we can't have that many at the brewery. So right. it's definitely going to be a first come, first serve once right. the tickets go on sale. Right. Um but we're excited to do it. And then we already are planning on returning to the fairgrounds at that large scale for February of 2024. Okay. So. All right. So a lot, lots happening. <laughs> so much. And there's groups fundraising for us. And I, I love that. I appreciate it. And, and I just, uh, the opportunity to just show up and say thank you is right. very welcome on my end as a one woman show. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, uh, it's just, it's just good stuff. That's right. That's right. Um, Tell people how they can get in contact with you. If there's a if there's a church or organization that wants to have a AED mm -hmm. at their location, or if somebody wants to donate money to get one for that organization, or if anybody wants to um, donate to any of these um, events that's coming up, how do they contact you? Where to, where can they go to find out more yeah. information about friends? So um, our website is friendsofheart.org. And all my contact info is there. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, okay. um, working to to grow those, uh, grow our following and grow our, our footprint there. Um, but our phone number is 731-343-3330. So that is my work number. And then um, also my email is just Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, at friendsofheart.org. Okay. So, you know, you reach out and, and we can discuss, you know, what you need to know and we can get Get, I can get you that grant application if you're trying to get an AED, and um, pretty much anywhere West Tennessee Healthcare is, I can I can serve. So okay. um, we're we're really wanting to grow things out of um, Madison County, and like the AED distribution program is already outside of it. I think these youth EKGs will be once we have a have a grasp on it, pretty easier easier than four minute city obviously right. to send out there and then four minute city we we do want to grow that into the county and then into other counties but that's going to take some time right 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 well thank you so much caitlin for for being here thank you um please uh support friends of heart if you can uh anybody who's watching who's able to donate make those big huge donations or even a little bit absolutely uh, every everything helps um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to our sponsors, Baskerville Funeral Home and r, &R Custom Wheels and Tires Express. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, find out more about me at TyroneTonyReedJr.com to find out more information. Uh, we also have um, uh, my co-host from Overdue Movie Reviews is not here with me right now, but uh, Tad and Tony's Overdue Movie Reviews. We're going to be at the Haywood County Comic Convention um, March 10th and 11th in Brownsville, Tennessee. So come and check us out. We're doing a live podcast about 2008's Iron Man. So come check that out. I'll also be selling copies of my novel, superhero novel, Soul Ad Soldiers of Light Against Darkness. So come check that out and uh, continue to tune in to Hub City Now. We'll have more great guests next week. Continue to take care of one another, watch out for one another, and pray for, pray for each other. Be there for one another. And you all have a wonderful and blessed week.